Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insight, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. I'm MC Lobsher, joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you again. Hey, MC. How's it going today? I am uh, pretty excited about our topic in this um, in this show, and this is uh, the topic of pensions and why private and public pensions are going bust. Yeah, this one, you know, kind of hits home because I used to be a city employee and I I did have a city pension, um, you know, until I was able to thank the Lord, you know, withdraw those funds for myself and my wife. Um, but when you really look at what's going on behind the scenes, you know, it's a quiet crisis. There, there's so much going on that most people expecting a pension have no idea what's going on. It's completely out of the uh, news too, right? Yeah, that there's sure. not a lot of media coverage about what's happening in pensions. I think because it's it's it it's going to be such a shock, and it could um, stir up so much, um, I would say, fear and emotions and so forth. If they actually tell people of what's going on in pensions, um, in a previous episode we covered why. Uh, qualified retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, and IRAs are scams. Um, and in that episode, we mentioned the difference between pensions and between qualified retirement plans. So essentially, pensions um, were there before these qualified retirement plans. And pensions is what is known as defined benefit plans versus you know, the qualified retirement plans are defined contribution plans. So essentially with pensions um, to, uh, from a, from an em- employer perspective to retain top employees and to just retain employees in general, um, people would go and work for um, corporations and for their loyalty and their years of service they would essentially then retire and the corporation would then pay this employee that well, this former employee a pension for the rest of their life. Um, and it was a liability on their books, but they, but they did that. Governments similarly uh, brought in pensions where, I mean, most folks are familiar with, for example, the teachers pension plans, right? Or the, um, police or the firefighters pension plans. And then there's also government pension plans for all government uh, uh, employees. Um, so essentially, this is kind of the, the the same approach. You work for the government or for this corporation, and in return, they're going to pay you uh, a set amount in your retirement years for, for, the rest, for the rest of your life, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, each pension is different and their strategy is different, but there's always a, a ratio where they would, when they, when they strategize these pensions, you know, it, it may look that 
three active employees or four active employees are funding one retiree's pension. And we can see now, and, and the quiet crisis that's going on is that th- these ratios have flopped. You know, the pension funds that employees pay into, it is invested in the government and the funds are invested in the market in certain accounts that we've already dis- discru- discussed destroy wealth. So the wealth destroyers that we already talked about are affecting pension plans as well. Right. And we could get really into the weeds of this mismanagement. And I think that's like the big thing that we have to start with is why are they going bust? The incredible mismanagement that's there. There's actually a book that I'm holding here that that I recommend to uh, everyone that's listening to the show. The book is called Who Stole My Pension? And it's written by Robert Kiyosaki and Edward Sedell. Uh, but very, very good read. I would highly recommend people read this um, because they really get into the weeds on this of just how uh, mismanaged these pensions um, are and the corruption, essentially. There's massive, massive corruption with regards to these pensions and the management of it because you have essentially pensions managed by Wall Street. You know, (laughs) you find them everywhere, right? Um, but essentially, so the first thing, you know, is mismanagement, corruption. The big thing I would say to simplify that for folks is um, when you structure a pension, actuaries would sit down and they would essentially look at um, money that's being used to fund the pensions and then money that's in the pensions. And then obviously the people that are um, that well, that they need to pay from this pool, this pool of capital, and they would also look at you know you know how many extra people will be added to the the list of the people that they need to pay every single year on the back end. So it's a math problem, right? Money needs to go in, the money inside needs to grow, um, and then money needs to be distributed. And as you mentioned, you know, th- there's there's a lot that has happened in the workforce too. Um, in 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 the United States, but also globally, that has led to where you had like three or four employees could support one pensioner. Um, it's completely flipped because, yeah, you you essentially have people. Um, you have less employees that can support this huge amount of people that now are on pensions because the baby boomers have go, uh, gone on to, to pensions. So you had 76 million people, which is the baby boomer generation. The majority of them are coming on to pensions already. Uh, and then uh, you have less and less people that are coming into employment and working that can actually support this huge amount of pensioners. So it becomes a math problem. The other math problem that they had is, and we've already covered this, the average rate of return versus the actual rate of return. They, uh, the, the math essentially was based on an average return. I know that this is, <laughs> Carl's just smirking at me. The average return of 8% per year is what they needed to get to make this work, to make the math work. Because you have a certain money going in, you have a certain amount of money that you have to grow at 8% on average per year. And then you have all these pensioners on the back end and on all sides, it's it's just, it's, it's fallen apart. You know, again, not enough workers to currently um, support the one pensioner because there's just so many pensioners um, it's lopsided. Um, and then obviously the, the, the capital has been completely mismanaged full of fees 
massive fees, um, but they never got an average rate of uh, return of 8% too. So yeah, I mean, I could really get into the weeds, um, but that's not the purpose of the show. The purpose here is to give you kind of like the big picture view. Uh, if you want the weeds, and there's a lot of people that I know in our network that want the weeds, read the book, Who Stole My Pension by Robert Kiyosaki and Ed Edward um, Siddell. Yeah, I would challenge and kind of encourage listeners too, if you have a pension, just Google your, your pension and the word crisis and see what comes up. There's all kinds of different articles in different cities all around all around the country of the quiet crisis pension that's going on and you know you can see it's all public record it just doesn't get any any news you know media to it but there's a ton of resources out there that are showing the problems that we're we're coming up on the second huge problem why your pension is going away um and what is not something that you can bank on is the the product selection okay so the first thing is the completely the, the the mismanagement the math doesn't add up uh the second thing is the products that have been put inside of these pensions so what do i mean by that so if you look at um if if you look at what a pension is is it's a stream of income so a very large portion of a portfolio of a pension, because essentially a pension is a pool of capital, a bunch of money that's handed over to a manager that manages this pension that works for a Wall Street you know, bank or a financial institution. And they have a, they have a portfolio allocation in this pension. So they look at it and say, okay, I need to be able to provide a stream of income for these pensioners. So a very large part of this portfolio needs to consist out of products that would provide a stream of income. And what are some of the easiest products that provide a stream of income? You guessed it, debt. Debt. So a bunch of debt is usually placed inside of pensions. Most people that have pensions don't know this, by the way. So if you're listening to this, you already know more about pensions than 99% of people that that are banking on pensions out there. So essentially all this debt goes into this and what type of debt? Well, if you do your own research as Carl just suggested and type in, you know, pension crisis or the name of your pension and crisis, well, in 2008 most people realized when the real estate market collapsed and then the financial market collapsed and all these derivatives collapsed what ended, what ended up inside of their pensions? Oh, mortgage-backed securities. That's a shocker. The majority of a lot of these plans were mortgage-backed securities, these ticking time bombs, where if anybody has watched the movie The Big Short, they know that they just took a bunch of mortgages, took a bunch of uh, good ones, decent ones, and then just horrible mortgages. They put them all together in one mortgage-backed security and sold them to pension funds and that's where they blew up so that's the that's one of the first examples the second thing that um they do in these pension funds um i'm just gonna, still going to stick on debt is a lot of short term debt okay why short term debt well if you look at um what th the rights that certain types of debt pay sometimes uh long 
uh, uh, debt with long terms will pay pay a lot more than short term. When short term debt pays uh, a lot more than long term debt, they call it. It's like the uh, the yield. It's like a yield inversion, right? You've probably heard that um, that people talk about. That's actually what's currently happening now, too. By the way, fun fact. Interesting times. So what these portfolio managers do is they have a certain amount of long-term debt, like 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And then they have short-term debt too, because just to balance out the portfolio, you can't just all go long. And then if the long-term debt blows up, you know you have nothing to balance that off. I'm just giving you an insight of how these portfolio managers think. So what just happened with rights on short-term debt? Well, they just skyrocketed. They just skyrocketed. And I'm I'm going to bring in the, the uh, British pension systems because they just had to bail out the British private um, and public pension system. And this was one of the reasons why. If you have $100,000, and remember I said earlier that the reason why you have debt in, in this, um, this portfolio is because you want an income stream. If you have $100,000, and let's just say you get 1% on that. Okay, so that'll give you a thousand dollars per year of income on a hundred thousand dollars that is invested in the short-term debt. Great, okay, on a hundred thousand dollars, not great at all, but that's what it was um, in our example. Um, but let's now say that rights go up, which they have, and let's say they go up substantially. I'm going to be I'm going to be very very um conservative here. Let's say right go from 1% to 2%, okay? From 1 to 2. Well, here's what just happened. Instead of having to put down $100,000 to get an income stream of $1,000, you now only have to put down 50,000 to get the same income stream. So what just happened to the value of that bond which is inside of your pension fund. It just lost half of its value. And that's why the pension funds, you could also do your own research and look this up. They were bailed out by the Bank of England, which is the central bank in England. So that, that's what's happening with regards to debt. I'm just going to um, uh, let you chime in there, Carl, before I continue uh, dissecting why. <laughs> the pensions that you're banking on will not will not be there when you th when you when you need it. Yeah, the the only thing that I'm going to add to it is, you know, what we talk about with the producer's capital account, we have guarantees in place. You know, these pensions have no guarantees in place and if and when they declare bankruptcy, you know, there's no guarantee in place that they will continue to support you and your family. So that's definitely something, you know, that could be a when you look at your, your own personal economy, that could be and most likely is a threat or a risk to your own financial economy. Yep. Um, a couple of other things that are also in pensions. Here's a fun fact. They're diversified because remember, it's a diversified portfolio. As a portfolio manager, you're looking at to diversify risk uh, politically as well uh, and geopolitically. So you would look at um, certain equities, not just of the U.S. You just don't buy like an index fund and stick it in there um, because that's all uh, companies usually in the United States, right? And listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So you would look at other countries 
like um, China and um, Russia. So all of a sudden, you'll have these equities inside of your pension too. Most people didn't know about this. They actually, um, when we had the the sanctions uh, was was put on Russia after they invaded the Ukraine, um, what most people didn't know about, um, especially a teacher in Kentucky, is they they didn't know that their pension was going to be absolutely thrown upside down because of all the Russian stocks that was in, in that teacher's pension's portfolio. Um, so, yeah, and equities are in there. So if markets go down and crash, there's a, there's a ton of equities in there. You know, so there's a it's it's managed by a professional money manager. Um, they are trying to balance it out. And you know, Carl, we've talked on this show before that how traditional, I don't even want to call them that or conventional, um, but how financial advisors essentially guide their clients is um essentially through setting up what is known as a 60-40 portfolio. Where when they're younger, there's about sixty percent of the portfolio in stocks, forty in bonds on the back end, and as they go through their journey and they get a little bit older, the weight shifts from stocks to bonds. And at the end, when they're ready to retire, there's more um, there's more likely to be sixty percent uh, of the portfolio allocated in bonds and forty in stocks. Now the the average sixty forty portfolio is down twenty percent this year. So they're losing a ton of money, a ton of money at the at, at the moment. Yeah, when you lose money, we talked about in another episode, the gain required to make up for that loss is not equal. So not only are they losing massive amounts of money, but it's going to take an even greater gain just for that pension fund to break even. The other um, reason why I would think that their uh, pensions are going to go away and it shouldn't be something that you should bargain on is most of them have already been bailed out. Most people are not aware of this. You can go ahead and type in um, pension bailout COVID in your favorite search browser, and you're going to find that pension funds were bailed out during COVID. Um, you're going to find out that pension funds have been bailed out um not just during COVID, but before COVID. I mean, the one uh, um, the one pension specifically that I'm thinking about is the one in California, um, which is, I mean, they've been bailed out and bailed out and bailed out. <laughs> this has just been going on and on. So there's already been a bailout of pensions, um, public and private. You know, look at what happened with, um, as a General Motors, you know, also around the financial crisis. A lot of their uh, uh, folks that depended on a pension from them, um, they, uh, the, I mean, the pensions were, were significantly reduced. It was nothing that they expected, right? They expected a certain amount to be paid out over time for the rest of their life. And um, I mean, they just basically said to them that the money, that it's, it's not there. So these pensions have already been bailed out. Um, how long uh, essentially will they stay on life support? Because that's essentially what they are. Public and private pensions are on life support as we speak, right? At what stage um, will the entities, which is usually the government, 
decide that, you know, this doesn't make sense anymore to bail them out. And I have my own idea of where this is kind of going to go. But that's kind of the third kind of reason that I would say that they're going away is because they're on life support already, right? Yeah, they're going away. And, you know, I I personally would not rely on it. And, you know, when we meet with clients and I meet with clients and we develop a strategy and, and help them when we implement the producer's capital account, I always say, okay, you have this pension in place. You know, there's nothing you can do about it right now. Let's not rely on that for our retirement income. Let's build our entire strategy as if that money will never come. And then if it does come, great, it's a cherry on top, but we weren't relying on that strategy. Yep. So just to recap, the three reasons that I've shared why I think that pensions are public and private, they are not going to be there when you need them. It should not be something that you're depending on. Um, the first thing is the mismanagement, complete train wreck, complete disaster. The math doesn't add up. It never did. Not even the actuarial math by really smart people, which I can't fathom how <laughs> really smart actuaries came out with an average rate of 8% um, uh, ret- uh, per year return that they need to get to do this. People live longer. Um, there's a massive population group, the baby boomers, that are you know uh, now banking on these pensions, and there's just not enough people in the workforce that can support them. So the first thing is mismanagement. The second thing is what is in them, the product selection, how they're managed, actually. And because of most debt that end up there, when debt explodes, it hurts the pensions. When geopolitical events like the war in the Ukraine happens, pensions get hit. Um, and then the third one is they're on life support already. They all have been bailed out. They will continue to be bailed out until they don't. Yeah. My final thought, MC, is there's, there's two ways you can kind of digest this information. And the first one is you can hear what we're saying and you can do nothing about it. And when the time comes that all of this happens and these pensions blow up, now you can you know look back on this podcast that you listened to and realize you didn't do anything or you can take this information, digest it, do your own research. You can validate the things that we're saying, and you can take initiative to not rely on the pensions and create your own financial economy to support you and your family outside of your pension. So for folks that are interested in exploring a different strategy, we have a webinar that we share and we in which we share the producer's capital account, which plays a core part of our strategy in which we create our very own banking system, which we have full control over. Um, and you can check out this webinar at theproducersbank.com. It's theproducersbank.com.